Reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad had a profound impact on the way I perceive the world. I read it about six or seven years ago. And for most people I know, when you read it, it changes the way you think about money. But for me, it really changed the way I understood time and how I understood health. Here's what I mean. See, the book really gets across that wealth is not measured in the amount of money you have. It's not about getting rich. It's wealth is actually measured in the amount of time that those funds that you are able to obtain lasts. So if you think about a person who has a nine to five and gets paid hourly or even has a yearly salary, you know, that is the value of their life, right? That's that's how much the time that they spend is worth the amount of money per hour. You can even break it down per minute. But see, for most people, that amount of money that they receive every two weeks really only lasts for like two weeks. Just the reason why they have to continue to get check after check after check. See, those in the world who are wealthy have generations worth of time. (laughs) You know, the funds that they have received over their lifetime is so vast uh, that it creates time freedom for generations that come after them. That's what wealth is. And so I'm thinking to myself, yeah, there's many different mechanisms I can maybe place in my life to begin to garner wealth, to create more time in my life. But then it occurred to me, that's not the only thing that controls my time. If I'm not taking care of my body and my health deteriorates, then I have limited the amount of time that I can spend on this planet. So it doesn't matter what mechanisms I put in place for myself. I limit the amount of wealth that I can obtain because I'm limiting the amount of time that I can spend on the planet by not taking care of myself. So with that being said, health is wealth. And we have to be mindful of how we consume foods and how we exercise and how we challenge our minds and our brains to continue to be able to uh, reform itself and to be revitalized, right? We got to do those types of things because the more we do, the longer the lives we can have. So health is wealth. I think that's the mindset that I'm going in today, knowing that this time of year is when a lot of folks set in with the flu-like symptoms or if not having the flu itself and feeling like they're they're dying. <laughs> I'm freaking dying, man. <laughs> you know, I just want to remind every everyone like throughout the year this year or, you know, just thinking about it on a day to day basis, week to week basis. Your health is wealth. Like, let's extend our lives by taking care of ourselves, because the more we do that, the more we can live legendary. Have an incredible day today. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. You don't need to pay someone or some bank to process payments. There's no lag time of hours or days. There's no chance of getting something wrong. 
the technology just automatically makes transactions happen smoothly. And the system would be controlled by the government. Essentially what you would have is one giant ledger. And in this ledger, the government would have the ability this is NPR to talking about cryptocurrency to dollars they wouldn't swing in value like Bitcoin because the government would guarantee their value just like it does for paper currency the advantages are that it's possible and in my mind this is the reason why ripple is going to be the best currency because it's the one that makes the most sense for central banks and the banking system that we already have and that we live within already more easily but one of the biggest benefits for the Fed would be the ability to control the money supply more directly. Again, Dartmouth's Andrew Levin. This is an important monetary policy tool, as well as uh, improving the efficiency of the payment system. For example, the Fed could offer interest on all digital cash. It could charge interest if it needed to. This would give it unprecedented control over the economy. But if the national payment system was done with digital currency on a government-controlled system, there would be a big potential loser banks and the question is is you know do you want a public utility to handle this payment service or do you want to delegate the responsibility to the private sector david andalfato is a vice president in the research division of the federal reserve bank of st louis his opinions are his own in the united states the choice was made to delegate the responsibility to the private sector Fed Vice Chair Randall Quarles addressed digital currencies in a speech in November. He said he was concerned about the disruption that might occur if payment activity suddenly shifted out of the private sector banking system into a Fed-run digital currency system. Fed Governor Jerome Powell, the next Fed Chairman, said last March users might have serious privacy concerns if digital currency was trackable by the government. Overall, Fed officials have been cautious. But federally run digital currency is one vision of the future they are certainly thinking about. In New York, I'm Sabri Beneshore for Marketplace. I actually don't think that's a good idea because then we get ultimately what everybody was afraid of, a centralized monetary system that is done worldwide. And that's what we don't want. The whole purpose of Bitcoin and the blockchain coming about in the first place was to decentralize money and put the power back in the hands of the people. And so this conversation that is happening right now is kind of unnerving. It's definitely kind of unnerving. I think I'm going to talk a little bit more about it tomorrow when I uh, do my debrief on what my week has been like in cryptocurrency. So uh, thanks for listening in and let's talk more. Other than that, live legendary. Peace. Hey, Derek, it's Cadre. How you doing, man? I hope all is well with you. Happy New Year. Sorry it's so late. Um, want to call in real quick uh, because I was listening to your one segment about cryptocurrency and it really uh, uh, cited for you. Congratulations for getting some cryptocurrency, but I'm curious about it and I wanted to ask you a question about it uh, in the way of the wallets. What can you tell me about the wallets? How does that correspond to the actual currency um, and being able to maneuver it and things like that? What should I be looking for when I get a wallet? Thanks, man. And hey, how about them Steelers, too? I, I, I got to throw something in at the end always about the Steelers. I love it. Um, but hey, I appreciate you. Cadre, what's happening, Chief? <laughs> Happy New Year to you. And thank you very much for calling in, particularly about that piece of information, because I didn't get as much traction as I thought I might, but it's all good. I decided that on Fridays, I'm going to recap my week 
some of the things that I was able to get accomplished. But more importantly, uh, really just sharing the different things that I have learned about crypto. And there's a lot to learn, man. There's a lot of things that have been going on since the inception of it. Um, and, you know, I want to make sure that people can know what I know. Like, I, I'm just going to teach what I know. You know, I'm not going to sit here and I like I know everything about what I'm trying to teach. But, you know, what I what I get, I just want to share. Also, the Steelers, I don't know if you know, but I am boycotting the NFL this season. Now, I'm just one of those guys that's just boycotting watching the games. And I'm actually boycotting NFL.com as well. Uh, so I haven't watched the game this season. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to Steelers.com and watching the highlights of the games and following along with the interviews and stuff like that. And I follow a lot of the players on Instagram, too. So I kind of know all the different ins and outs of what's going on in the locker room uh, because I'm a fan. man. <laughs> it's really difficult for me. My wife doesn't get it, but it's all good. Uh, but I, I just feel like it's important to say that to let people know that the boycott is still happening uh, because... The reason for the boycott, the senseless acts of violence against black people, uh, especially by the police, is still a problem. And, you know, I don't think the NFL deserves my viewership until it comes to the to the light uh, that what the players have been protesting for is valid. You know, so I'm just doing my part. It's very small, uh, but it's always go Steelers and. I am uh, rooting from afar, unfortunately. Man, they make it to the Super Bowl, though. That's going to be tough. That's probably going to be the hardest (laughs) hardest part for me. (laughs) Other than that, though, man, thanks for listening in. I'm going to keep listening to yours, too. And let's continue, as always, to live legendary. Have a great day. Peace.